Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At this time of the year, we are getting down to the nitty gritty of the NBL playoffs. Uh, it's an exciting time and the series continues tonight. Can't wait for the Sydney Kings against the Cairns Taipans. And uh, this man will be all over it, of course. He's a former champion. Chris Anstey's with us. G'day, Chris. Hello, Sammy. You've got it's it's been as an exciting postseason already as what we've had in a little while with uh, the NBL introducing the, the play-in system and probably the the right teams getting through the top four getting through and then the semi-finals are underway. But you know, as we've said for, for most of the season, as you know, Sydney start their series against Cairns tonight, and Cairns are injury are injury depleted. They're, they're on record as saying they built a team to beat the Sydney Kings, but. I'll tell you what, the door is absolutely wide open for the Sydney Kings to uh, to get through to the championship series and it's going to be hard for anyone to knock them off, but let's see. Yeah, so before we drill into this one specifically, what did you make? I mean, there was a lot of positive feedback around the playing series. How did you see it, Chris? Do you think it works? Really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed more teams being an active chance to make the postseason all the way into the last two games and... We saw Rajon Tucker from, the, from Melbourne United hitting a three to, to win by, I think, 11 instead of eight, which which helped their chances. But then the Perth Wildcats winning by just enough points uh, to, 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 to then go and leapfrog Melbourne United. So back-to-back games on that final night of the regular season were really fascinating to watch. Um, again, having the, the, the fan base of six NBL teams on the edge of their seats almost literally uh, on that last day was mm-hmm. uh, you know, better than having two more eliminated weeks prior. So uh, no, a big tick for me and a, a really big step and something that yeah, I'm sure the NBA will stick with moving forward. Yeah, that Wildcats-Phoenix uh, game was something special uh, in the end with Bryce Cotton there in the last quarter. So you mentioned the Taipans and their injuries. So Keanu Pinder's obviously a certainty to miss this series. Uh, and then they've got McCall, who I think uh, at last check was still a chance. They're certainly sweating on his fitness. Do, do you know anything about that and how crucial is he? He's vital. And as much as anything for the depth of not having to get so far into the bench, McCall's a, in, a, in a playoff game, a 30-minute-a-game guy and Depending on the severity of your shoulder, you know, the, the word was a separated shoulder. Now, you've got some who'll say that won't bother him. He'll be right for a playoff. There are others who'll say he'll be out for weeks. So, I, look, I, I don't know, but what you do know with an injury like that is he won't be, if he does get up to play, and I hope he does, he's, surely he's not quite 100%. So, I think when you come up against a team with the talent, the length, the athleticism, the depth of the Kings... You really need to be operating you know, on all cylinders. The Cairns Taipans aren't. Uh, they won't use that as an excuse, and they've been an incredible story this year. They, they almost swept the NBL awards. They, they won so many of them, including Adam Ford winning Coach of the Year. So they've done so many things right, and you can only imagine internally that, that it's got to be a little bit disappointing. They get a swing at the number one seed mm. without their best player and potentially one of their imports, but you know what, they'll play hard, they'll make the Kings beat them, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Kings come out early. You know, they haven't played a game in a long time, while the Taipans will come in a little bit more battle-hardened, having played the two playing games. But uh, after that first quarter, it may take Sydney a little bit of time to, to click in the gear. But I think they'll do that reasonably quickly and they should have enough. Yeah, I do wonder, actually, this is casting forward, of course, Chris, but if they do make a slow start and that, that absence of um, of court time for Sydney, given the play-in series, I wonder if the, the script will be flipped a little bit on how good the play-in series is if, if Sydney are rusty. Well, it's, we've already seen one game in New Zealand got over the top of Tasmania mm. comfortably and they were another team that was yep. sitting there waiting given that yeah, you know, they had to wait three or four days less than the Kings but look at this time of year everyone's banged up and I think as long as you, you give you the right training processes you're going to get over the injuries to your key players you, you'll get them the rest that they need and you come in with a much more you know, greater chance of having a full bill of health so look it's certainly New Zealand came out and looked fresh Tasmania look tired. I think it's going to be a little bit similar, but Tasmania have overachieved, in my opinion, for the talent they've got the last two years. And when they hit this stage of the season, just like when they hit the championship series last year against the Kings, they were just out-talented. Um, I just think the Kings have too much talent for the Taipans. And I think the Breakers, you know, just observing game one, have too much talent to Tasmania and they'll in all likelihood I'd expect to go down to Tasmania and the same thing the Jack Jumpers are a few key players down probably sweep that series it's hard to see Tassie turning the tables but if we do get to a New Zealand Sydney grand final then you have to argue that the two best teams in the competition all year made it and the play you know, the, mm. the post-season series works yeah, just well. just before we leave the, the Kings and the Taipans, I think uh, going back, this is probably a matchup that many had in their grand final series. But you mentioned Kansas banged up, but I mean Sydney lost the regular season series, I think two one, and the largest margin between the two sides this season was only six points. So I mean, you've been in locker rooms where you've been unfancied. I mean, Cairns will just roll the sleeves up and and go to work, won't they? They won't be taking a backward step. Yeah, different mindsets going into different regular season games and mm. different players missing or resting as it goes, but. You tend to find when playoffs start, the player rotations are narrowed. The, the stars play more minutes. The bench players play slightly less. And I, again, I think even for that reason, the Kings' top-end talent uh, is probably a little bit better than the Cairns' Taipans, given that they're missing those players. So, yeah, you do look back and you think, hey, the, the, the Taipans have matched up really well. And that was the argument I had with quite a few people as we came into the playoff series where I thought the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix might have actually been the best equipped to beat the Kings if they found a way to get there, which they didn't. And people threw the Cairns Taipans at me, but Sydney full strength and Cairns under strength. I don't think those regular season games will have too much say in it, uh, especially with all the scouting the boys are afforded now. You mentioned, uh, obviously, the Jack Jumpers who have to walk off their floor tomorrow night uh, with the win to keep this series alive. Um, now, this was a defensive slogging game one, 88-68. Would Tassie be somewhat shaken by that. That was their lowest score. I had to go back and have a look uh, at this, Chris, since October, funnily enough, uh, against the same opponent in the Breakers. It's a really similar thing that I I just think the Breakers have more length, athleticism and talent. And when they've got their studs on the floor for longer periods of time, Tasmania, with their probably a group of players who aren't quite as talented or don't have that size, just find it difficult to put the ball in the hole. And 
you know, there was a you know, we expect there to be a really stark contrast in the styles of games. I think the Taipans Kings series will be really highly offensive and a high scoring series, and I expect this one to be really similar. That the Tasmania Jack Jumpers will need to find a way to slow New Zealand down even more on their home floor and find a way to put the hole in the basket. But I expect that to be another low-scoring defensive contest. Again, when it comes down to it, if the scores are tied and there's two or three minutes left, you just have a little bit more confidence in the New Zealand breakers' shot-making ability down the stretch. That Again, you just think it might be a little bit too much. But what, I'm, what I do have to say, though... I find it. Re- I'm finding it more and more difficult to tip against the Jack Jumpers. Every year they just continue to find hmm. a way to bob up and win games you don't expect them to. And as I say this and I listen to myself, I, I mean, they've just done. An, I can't think of another NBL startup franchise that's been as successful so quickly, especially given the probably lack of resources they have compared to some of the bigger clubs in the league. To, to do what they've done to make a championship series and a final four in the in the first two years is a credit to everyone in the program and probably even highlights as much as anything how great a job Scott Rock has done at coaching that program there for the first two years. Yeah, they're plucky, they're gritty, they're all those superlatives and more, aren't they, the Jack Jumpers? And obviously themselves in New Zealand, two of the more travelled teams throughout the season, aren't they, Chris, given where they sit geographically, I mean, particularly New Zealand. And recently for Tassie, given, just got a text here saying the playing was a disaster for the Jack Jumpers. After playing far north Queensland on the Thursday, then in New Zealand on the Sunday, semi-finals started too early, according to this text, and New Zealand got a free swing at them with no prep and no rest. And then I'll read that both of the clubs, uh, Chris, had to leave in the early hours, the wee hours of Monday morning, obviously with Cyclone Gabrielle over there and the potential of flights being, you know, cancelled coming in and out of New Zealand. Yeah, they, they, they beat the storm out um, with regard to the timing of the games. That's the advantage you're afforded when you finish higher on the ladder after the regular season. If, if yeah. Tasmania had finished higher than New Zealand... Yep they would have been afforded that same advantage. And I think that the higher finishing teams do deserve, if there is to be an advantage, they deserve it to go in their favour. But what I would say about New Zealand is, keep in mind as well, they've done it so tough for the last two years. They've lived out of their country for two seasons. Mm -hmm. They haven't been home with their families. This is the first full season. They've got to actually play in front of their home fans. They've done it harder than any other NBL team the last two years. So, as a non-breaker fan, uh, I'm still very pleased for their program that they're able to finally get to play in front of their fans, get a swing at a playoff series that you know where they're afforded equal opportunity to the other teams. And I, I do have to mention Rayan Rupert, who's their, their next star and just another young, talented player that will be drafted in the first round and probably somewhere in the mid-first round. And again, the NBL continues to be a pathway to the NBA for these young, talented kids. And he's probably had the biggest role of any next star in the history of it on a team that's going to make it have a run at a championship. Even LaMelo Ball and Josh Giddy, as great as they were, played on teams that finished in the bottom couple of the ladder. Rayan's one of the first, or is the first. It's going to have a, an impact as a starter in high minutes in a championship contending team. So I'll be really, really fascinated to see how the NBA scouts evaluate his ability to compete in these really important games. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's even, you know, when, when draft day turns up, it wouldn't surprise me to see him drafted as a lottery pick in those first 14. 
Hey, Chris, always good to talk to you, mate. Can't wait for tonight as well. So uh, as you just touched on, it is the Kings. Uh, uh, first game in a, in a long while. Highly anticipated series, this one against the Cairns Taipans. They've got it at home, tip off 7.30, and then that other one continues tomorrow night down in Hobart when the Jack Jumpers look to level that series against the Breakers. Uh, great to have you on and your insights, Chris. Really appreciate it, mate. Talk soon. There's Australian basketball legend Chris Anstey on the line.